Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Gabrielle Hartley, the creator of the Better Apart Method. Gabrielle and her best-selling book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Times, The New York Post, Vice, U.S. News and World Report, and many other media outlets. Everyone's talking about Better Apart. In fact, even Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book and said that it's full of potent tools for you and your family. Now, the Better Apart Masterclass is available to you online. And for a limited time, you gain access to a special one-on-one mini consultation with Gabrielle herself. Using the powerful tools provided in the Better Apart Masterclass, you can begin to get clear, feel better, and reclaim your life. So head over to GabrielleHartley.com and sign up today. Use the code BEYOND25 to receive $25 off the cost of the Masterclass. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Now, with all this dating app stuff, it's just people are running around. There's so many people out there talking to multiple people. I feel like people aren't really valuing real relationships now because no one's really even believing that there will be a real relationship. Like they'll go on a date and then they're already thinking negatively about it because they've had so many negative, you know, things happen. It's just kind of becoming a chore and more of a hassle than an exciting thing. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process. So listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today my guest and I are going to delve into the changing world of dating, relationships, and breakups as we go into this new decade. Uh, my guest today, I love her ta- her tagline, she calls herself your best friend as you go through a breakup, and who doesn't need one of those? So I'd like to welcome Trina Leckie. Thanks for joining me, Trina. Thank you, Susan, for having me, and congratulations on your new podcast. Oh, thank you, Trina. And and you and I know each other through the podcast world because you are the host of the very popular Breakup Boost podcast, um, mm-hmm. and you provide people with straightforward, no-nonsense advice for breakups, relationships, and dating issues. So that's where that best friend comes in, and you really do have that, um, you know, approachable sense to what you put out there in the world, both your podcast episodes and um, all your social media. So I know you get Mm -hmm. a lot of attention through Instagram. I follow you on Instagram and I encourage everyone, you know, to follow you. It's at the breakup boost. At Breakup Boost. At yeah, Breakup Boost. Yeah, it's not that, just Breakup Boost, yeah. Drop the the, people. Um, <laughs> but you, you always, ha- I mean, you just say it like it is in your posts, and I think that really appeals to people. Exactly. My whole approach is to give advice in a direct but compassionate way. You know, I can relate to people, but I don't want them staying stuck, and I feel like when things are just sugar-coated and, and stuff like that, people are just staying stuck. Like, you have to be honest about what's going on, and people need to be told what they need to hear, not just what they may want to hear. 
because that's not going to help any anything. And I think that's why people really appreciate me because they're like, you know what, like that was kind of harsh, but I needed to hear that. Thank you so much, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my episode that uh, came out today as we're taping this is called Why Divorce Rehab Might Be the Kick in the Ass That You Need. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, tough love or just straight talk is what we need. And th- and you are very good at that. So um, I, I think that has a lot to do with the popularity of your podcast and your your social um, so, you know, I I told you just before we started taping, I'm really mm. excited to do this episode because, you know, dating in this world has really changed since, you know, mm. so many years ago when I was doing it. And, you know, the issue of breakups and, you know, the heartbreak, certainly that's a universal. That's been going on since probably Adam and Eve or before that, you know, if yeah. there if there was a before that. Um, but I do think that in the world we live in today with technology and social media, as we've mentioned, and there's so much more that the, that's actually increasingly challenged interpersonal relationships, both getting into them as well as recovering from one. And, you know, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And it's a really different perspective. We're not talking about dating and recovery from a breakup from the perspective of, you know, the the usual how to get online and how to date. We're talking about what's happening in the world of dating today and recovery from breakups. Um, So one of the things I definitely want want to explore. You told me this um, when we were doing the pre-interview for this, and it was an eye-opener for me. You said, no one knows how to date anymore. (laughs) There's no romance. So tell my listeners what you meant by that. Okay. So basically what I mean, I don't want to say that includes everybody, of course, but there's been such a huge shift, especially with the younger generation because if I even think back to when I first started pre-internet days, it was a completely different ballgame. You know, if you wanted to meet someone, you knew you had to go out to meet someone. You had to go out and socialize. You had to talk to people in the real world. That's the only way you could ever meet someone, right? And so... Yeah. You met you them in a bar. It, you met yeah, them at a party. Yeah. yeah. And then you had that attraction instantly. And you knew if there was chemistry, like, right away. And if you clicked right away. And those feelings right off the bat is what gave you the incentive to keep building on something, you know, like you got excited about this one person. And if you, you know, you, it was back to, if you were interested, you put your number on a piece of paper and you waited for them to call your home phone and you raised home sometimes to be like, Oh, did they leave me a message on the answering machine? Like there was just so much more excitement and it was just you know, people wrote love letters still and people made mixtapes and just did, there was more romance, you know, like guys were more gentlemen, like they would pick women up, you know, and I don't know, like not that that doesn't happen still, but it's just, it's a totally different scale, you know, now with all this dating app stuff, it's just people are running around. There's so many people out there talking to multiple people. I feel like people aren't really valuing real relationships now because no one's really even believing that there will be a real relationship, like they'll go on a date and then they're already thinking negatively about it because they've had so many negative, you know, things happen. It's just kind of becoming a chore and more of a hassle than an exciting thing. And I think that just takes the whole joy out of it, you know, and when it comes to dating, it's just so much of the, oh, let's hang out, let's Netflix and chill. You know, a lot of it just is people are saying they want a relationship, but they just want to hook up. 
you know, and so there's just not that, you know, the effort is lacking and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's a completely different ballgame, which is unfortunate because especially all the, all the younger people now, they'll never experience what dating was like before the internet. And I think that's so sad because I know it was just a different, it was just so great. Like, what did you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I think back to being young. I remember my very first date, you know, being stopped in the hallway by Tom (laughs) Cornish, who asked me to go to a JT concert. I didn't even know who JT was, but I Mm -hmm. said yes. You know, I was so excited. And you're right. You know, he picked me up at my parents' house. Obviously, I was 16. So, you know, (laughs) um, but yes, you know, I agree with you 100%. and, And I do find that fascinating because for many of my listeners who maybe have not dated in a long time, I didn't even really realize that it had evolved from that or changed from that sort of pattern where, you know, you would already have met the person you're going on a date with in person, you would have mm-hmm. com- had a conversation or two with them. And that's not necessarily the case anymore. Sometimes you've never even heard their voice before you meet them at Starbucks. Totally. That's the whole thing. And, you know, and then the people are saying, oh, send me more pics. It's like, this person has even picked up the phone to call you. You know, it's just, there's no, it's so more impersonal now kind of thing. And yeah, I just feel like it's, and the, the thing with planning a date too, this is across the board. I hear this all the time and I've experienced this myself in the past. Like, say if a guy asks a girl out, there's no plan. Like a, a plan should be put in place a few days in advance. There should be a date, a time, a place. What is the plan, right? It's not just, oh, you know, hey, maybe we'll hook up on Saturday if, if you're not busy. It's like, you're just waiting to see what else comes up. Like either you're serious about this or you're not and put a plan together. And I think cell phones have a lot to do with that too, because people think, oh, I'll just text you last minute, say hook, meet up here. It's like, no, put the effort in. Like that's part of the romance, you know, leading up to it. The girl wants time to get ready, know what to wear. Like there's all those kinds of things. Like it shouldn't be that hard to know how to plan a date, right? <laughs> yeah. And and it's really sort of, I always thought that was actually, you know, you make a dinner reservation or you find out what time the movie's showing and, you know, you ask someone to do something as mm-hmm. opposed to this um, sort of, hey, maybe we'll get together on Friday night. And, you know, in talking with um, some of my younger listeners, it turns out to be something like, well, hey, my friends and I are going to be at such and such a place Mm -hmm. maybe you and your friends want to come by and it turns Mm -hmm. into just sort of a group meetup not a date exactly yeah there is a lot of that too and I think like to some extent that can be okay but at the same time I think it's you really need to build that connection with one person you know yeah oh absolutely you know and and I do think you you mentioned it earlier and I I do think that this is something that people talk about all the time but maybe haven't even thought about how it affects dating social mm-hmm. media really has made us less social. You said that to me as well when we did the pre-interview and I'm like, that's so very true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, explain what you mean by that and how it's affecting dating. Okay, well, for example, I think everyone can relate to this. You go to a restaurant and there's people on a so-called date and they're both just sitting there on their phone. Yeah. They're just scrolling on their phone. And it's like the person who's with you right now has taken the time out of their life to be with you. And you're here, you're more interested in the phone. Like, can't you take the other 23 hours in your day to be on your phone? 
you know, like you need to be giving that undivided attention to whoever is on the date. Like that's part of building a connection. There shouldn't even be the phone out. It's just like, yeah. you see this with groups of people too. There'll be a group of 10 people at a table and everyone's got their phone out. And it's just like, but then they're all smiling when the waiter's taking a picture of all them, like, cause they want to post and be like, oh, we're all having such a great time on Saturday. And then it's just back to the phone, you know? Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. And also a big issue is also people going online and comparing their lives to everyone's highlight reel. So for example, looking and saying, oh my God, everyone has this great relationship. Oh, I'm the only one single. And, and it's that pressure to almost be just with someone versus being with the right person, you know? And then that's why also people I think are staying in bad relationships longer too, because people don't want to feel left out. They want to feel like I'm not the single one. I'm not the only one that doesn't have someone, you know? And it's, it's just making people... I don't know. It's just pressure. And that's why so many people are a lot more depressed these days because they're thinking everyone's so much happier than they are. And it's like, people aren't posting when they're crying or screaming at each other, they're going to get divorced or they're fighting over God knows what day to day. They're not doing that. They're posting. It's, it's, it's evident too. when people they'll go and post like these long tributes to their husband or wife. And then like, I've had people that I know in my personal life, the next day, it's like I'm meeting them for coffee or something. And they're going on and on how terrible this relationship is. It's like, didn't you just post a tribute yesterday, you know, online about yeah. your, didn't you just your say how much? Them? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, there's so much phoniness. And this is why people are feeling so alone and isolated. And because they're thinking everyone else is just doing so much better than I am. And it's just not true. Right. It's just not yeah. True. Well, <laughs> and I think what you're, you know, you've pointed out is it's not, it's sort of twofold. It's creating a desire for a picture relationship or a a relationship for the purpose of being in one and you're getting into a relationship and not even really connecting with the person that you're in the relationship with mm -hmm. so you know the social media is almost like putting this um you know filter in front of us but it's also a barrier yeah no absolutely and it's the same here's another example just for example valentine's day is going to be coming up Oh yeah. A lot of that is just about people want to post what they got for Valentine's day. If that's the main trigger, it's not even about spending that time. It's like, well, this is what I got for Valentine's day. And this is how much this person loves me. And on it. it's like, people need to keep more stuff private. I think, you know, like if you're, if you're showing too much, it's like, what are you really trying to prove here? Like, are you trying to convince yourself that you're more in love? Or are you trying to convince everyone else? Yeah. You well, know? maybe there's an element of that. Maybe, yeah. you know, I think there is in that social media world a little bit of it doesn't exist. If I said that when I took a picture yeah. of the two of us before we started taping, I said, hey, if you don't have a picture of it, it didn't exist. Exactly. And I was joking. But I do think that that somewhat pervades, you know, the the common perception um, of life we're living. Absolutely. You know, another... Another thing we talked about, and this is another layer of, you know, things have certainly changed since I dated, uh, but, the you know, having your dating life created through your phone and through mm -hmm. apps has created also some phenomena that I just didn't even really know of. And you mentioned them to me, so I just wanted to go in and explore them. So let's talk about stacking dates okay. and the issue or the phenomena of ghosting. Okay. So basically stacking is because of, because of the apps, there's just, people are talking to multiple, multiple people at one time. So they'll go in and make, you know, on a Saturday, there could be an appointment, basically a, a date at three o'clock, another one at five, another one at seven, whatever. It's just lining them up. So it's, 
it's more like, you know, business appointments almost, right? It's just, and, yeah. and it shows to me, to me, it looks like it's not even having faith in that anything's going to pan out because it's just like one after the other, like a revolving door, you know? And it's just like, and then if everyone's doing this and everyone's just so scattered and focusing on so many people, how are you going to build a real relationship? And then people lose trust because they don't think like people right away to automatically assume, which is true that, okay, so-and-so is talking to multiple people anyway. So it's probably not really going to go anywhere. And like, it's just everything's so scattered and all over the place. And it's stuff like that breaks down trust as well. You know, and I even know people who have literally lined up the date after a date at the same location. And it's like, oh, that's yeah. like, you know, it's efficient and all, but you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And I, I don't think- know if we're looking for efficiency in our <laughs> yeah. dating, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's interesting you say that. I was out to dinner with some friends the other night and one of them is dating and she's dating online and she was talking about a guy that she met and she liked him. Mm-hmm. And she said, but then I looked online, I, she looked on the app that they had met on and saw that he was still on there. Oh, and you can tell yeah. if someone's active. She said, so I reactivated mine, too, because, you know, it's like this hedging your bets thing. Like, what well, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, and that's not the type of information you'd have without the apps. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, like how much more questioning is it if you go on a great date and you really feel like you have a connection, but then you go turn on your phone and you're like, Oh my God, they're online again. It just, it takes everything out of it. But also people will use the excuse to, Oh, well, if you were checking, you know, I was just checking if you were on, you never know. Like there's so many games, right? Technically that could be true. You could go on a date and say, Oh, I just want to see if they went online again. And the, but the other person could be thinking, Oh, they're actually talking to someone else. So there's just so much behind the scenes, extra layers that go on with all this online dating and so well and it's a barrier really right I mean Mm. there's no actual communication going on there's the inferences that you're making based Mm. upon what you see online but do you sit down and then say hey are you still you know looking around online I really had a good time let's go out again yeah yeah well that's the thing too and and that's the thing too like people you don't know someone's going to tell you what you want to hear in most cases, right? The average person, if you're trying to keep someone on string, you're not going to tell them, oh yeah, I'm going on five more dates this weekend. You're not going to do that. So you can't really trust what people, you know, you have to just go by, does this really feel like a genuine connection? For the most part, you got to have to go with your gut in a lot of cases, or are there red flags coming up? You know, like, can you not hear from this person after a certain hour of the night every time? Like there's just you have to go oh, by that's your guide too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, Fair. There are other apps out there, but Fair is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, 
a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Trina Leckie of the Breakup Boost podcast, your best friend in a breakup. No contact is really the only way you're really going to move on from someone. Like if you were really invested, because if you're in constant contact with someone, it's just they're constantly top of mind, right? And you're never going to be able to start to separate from them. Like you need a certain amount of time to pass to get your emotions in check, get clarity, see things for what they really were, right? Because right after a breakup, people are struggling and they're, a lot of it is they're in denial. And they're wanting to think like, oh no, it was so great. Like we were perfect together and this and that. And so you need a proper amount of time to pass so that you can just kind of get yourself together. And you need to start focusing on in that time, focusing on why the breakup actually happened. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Negotiating Your Financial Future, Key Factors to Consider with leading divorce financial professional, Heather Locus. Because I realized whether you're the breadwinner, whether you're an at-home spouse, male, female, nobody knows what's going to happen. And that uncertainty just creates so much fear, which then prevents you from making good decisions. And of, of course, as you well know, when you're going through the lawsuit, the business of the lawsuit of divorce, you're probably going to have to make the most important decisions in, from a financial perspective of your life and the importance of calming that fear and having a good professional team to, to guide you through it. And now we return to today's show. So what about ghosting? I I think people have heard the term, but what Mm -hmm. what is ghosting? Basically just, you know, you could be in contact with someone. Maybe you were just texting a lot. Maybe you hadn't even met yet, or maybe you went on a few dates and then suddenly the person just disappears on you. You don't hear from them again. Clearly they've moved on to someone else, right? So I feel like ghosting is just making people feel more disposable or treating them as more disposable versus like this person has real feelings, you know? One thing I will say though because of online dating, like when you go out on a date, it doesn't mean you're not obligated to then after one date go into this long thing. You know what this, you know, you don't have to explain and that's how you're getting to know someone. Right. So I think after a date, if you don't hear from the person, I don't think people should be saying, Oh my God, they ghosted me. It's just, it didn't work out. There wasn't that chemistry. Right. So, but if it's going on for a few dates, you shouldn't, I mean, it's just not cool. It's it. And it's not good for people's confidence either you know and it's a lot of women think start to think uh, guys too can think like well what it, what was it Emma? was i not pretty enough was i not good looking enough was i not you know what was wrong with me and it's not even that's wrong with you it's just we don't know what's going on with the other person right but people take it to heart because oh. and especially when people really like someone and that rejection can be damaging you know going forward for people and then people think oh well this isn't working for me i'm never going to meet anyone else and it's just it it conjures up so many negative feelings just from something like that, you know? So it's unfortunate. So I think everyone should be, you know, respectful. But the thing is too, is a lot of people, I find like a lot of guys will get, say if a girl says, you know, I think we should just be friends or whatever. A lot of guys 
I've seen this and I've been experienced it myself. Their egos will come into play and suddenly it's like this person who was so interested in me is saying, what, you think you're too good for me? And then they just, you know, that kind of thing too. So a lot to also why maybe a lot of girls will ghost if they're ghosting because then they're scared of what the guy's going to, how he's going to react because I've seen that too. So there's, there's just so many layers of everything these days, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and there's, you know, the fact that there's distance created and that your communication is going through online, you know, we all know, we all have seen those instances where someone can be uh, much more emphatic or ruder or nastier because mm. behind a text, it's easier to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, 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 I can completely relate to what you're saying about, you know, one date, if somebody just doesn't follow up after that, hey, it would just be like a going out on a date and the guy says, I'll call and he doesn't. Mm -hmm. We've been joking about that for years. Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't text you after the date or she doesn't text back or text you after the date, that's one thing. But if mm -hmm. you've gone out with someone for a few times and then suddenly they ghost you, yeah. then, you know, maybe you should consider what you're saying about yourself as mm -hmm. well as a mm -hmm. human being in the in the universe. If you totally. don't even have the ability to just be respectful enough to say, hey, I had a nice time, but I don't really feel like this is mm -hmm. the relationship for us. Exactly. And for the most part, I'm a firm believer in the first date, you're pretty much going to know if there's something going on there. Like, otherwise, you might just be stringing, getting strung along or stringing someone else along. So there's that, well, too. Yeah. So now let's flip to the other side because breakups, you know, you are the Breakup Boost podcast. <laughs> um, so your specialty is really helping people get over breakups. So I, mm -hmm. I want to switch over to that side. Mm -hmm. um, you say for healing or for getting over a breakup, you have one like hard and fast rule for people and it's no mm -hmm. contact. Mm -hmm. And I think this is so hard for people again, especially as we're just talking about how easy it is to be in contact or not. But mm -hmm. you know, why is no contact so important? No contact is really the only way you're really going to move on from someone. Like if you were really invested because if you're in constant contact with someone, it's just they're constantly top of mind, right? And you're never going to be able to start to separate from them. Like you need a certain amount of time to pass to get your emotions in check, get clarity, see things for what they really were, right? Because right after a breakup, people are struggling and they're, a lot of it is they're in denial and they're wanting to think like, oh no, it was so great. Like we were perfect together and this and that. And so you need a proper amount of time to pass so that you can just kind of get yourself together. And you need to start focusing on, in that time, focusing on why the breakup actually happened. And you got to start like working on yourself and building yourself up again. And part of the no contact, people think, oh, well, I just, you know, no, I haven't called them. I haven't texted them. But you're stalking their social media 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, That's contact. Yeah. And if you're looking, like maybe it's not direct contact, but if you're looking at someone all the time and you're constantly thinking, oh, what are they doing now? Who are they with? Where are they? they're top of mind that you're not, you're not separating. It's almost causing you so much more anxiety and it's an addiction to be checking their social media then. And then it's a thing where you have to break that. Like I always tell people, you need a full detox, just like anything. You need a full detox, nothing, you know, like if you really want to heal, if you're, if you're dead set on healing, this is what you have to do. If you're, if you're not ready to, then you're going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to keep yourself stuck, you know? So it's like, it is hard, but it's just getting over that initial hump. And so I talk to people every day who they think I'm never going to get over this. Like I'm never going to get over this. And it's just like, 
just give yourself the first 30 days. Like just honestly, and every time, as long as they do the no contact right and actually are honest and do it 100% right, they're going to feel so much better. It just in 30 days even. Like it's just a happens. I've lived it myself, you know, but as soon as you're checking or engaging or this and that, you know, it's, you're, you're just restarting the wheel every time you check. Right. Yeah. Right. So. It's it's not it's it, the minute you go and look at their Instagram feed, you might as well go back to day one and the 30 yeah. days or whatever time period it takes to heal starts again. Exactly. And I think it goes back to what we talked about in regards to the highlight reel, because so many exes, they're posting pictures, hoping their ex is looking right. So they're looking oh, yeah. so much happier. Oh, they're all partying or this girl has like a group of five guys around her. Oh, my gosh. One of those guys must be for her. It's so much of it is, you know, planned out. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And if you're the one, I, we just had this happen in, in my family with one of my stepchildren. They were the person who did the breaking up. They felt mm-hmm. and, and I will say, I think they did it in a respectful manner. But then the the significant other or the ex-significant other used mm-hmm. social media to sort of passive aggressively like poke at them by, you know, claim making some claims and allusions to things and things like that, which was really, you know, as I said, do not engage, you know, Mm -hmm. don't. That is an attempt to draw you back into communication, draw you back into the back and forth. And, you know, I advocated without having spoken to you. So I'm glad I did the right (laughs) thing. The no contact, because I I do think that that was, you know, a key aspect to all of that. Oh, I Um, you know, but another thing you mentioned, um, and I I love this way of phrasing this to people because I deal with people every day, right? I'm a divorce mm-hmm. attorney, divorce mediator. So I'm dealing with people who are in a time of heartbreak, who are so afraid of the future, thinking I'm always going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And you have a phrase that says, you're single, you are not alone. And mm-hmm. I think that I'd love to like have that embroidered and ha- hung on the wall because I yeah. think the distinction is so important. Yeah, no, it is. The thing that drives me crazy because when everyone is says, oh my gosh, I'm alone, it makes it sound like they're literally off in a dark cave, like millions of miles away from civilization, no one's around and they're just going to be alone now. It's like, first of all, if you were in a bad relationship or or a relationship that wasn't working, you're going to be feeling so much more lonely and alone than if you're single, right? Like being single should be seen as a chance to be starting fresh. And like, there's nothing wrong with being single. You're so much better off being building yourself up and being confident and feeling like you're great on your own. Because when you're feeling like you're actually great on your own and you're confident enough that you don't need someone, you just would want someone if they're the right fit for you and the right match for you, you're going to be so much better off in terms of relationship. Cause you're not just picking someone. Cause what happens when people have that feeling that oh, I'm alone, it gives off very needy and desperate vibes. And it shows in so much insecurity that they're just going to get like the next person, next Tom, Dick or Harry or Susan and Joanne, whatever comes along. They're just going to latch onto that person because then they're no longer alone. You know, it gets just, it's so important. Be, uh, be good on your own, be whole on your own before you feel you need to be with anybody. Right. Cause you're yeah, just going mean, to feel that, more lonely. That's almost <laughs> a universal, I think for people and so hard at the time you're, I, I know, I mean, I, I've, we've all been through breakups. You don't get mm-hmm. to the age of anything 
these days yeah. without having a breakup in your life. Yeah. Um, and and I remember still just the utter devastation of the re- the loss of a relationship, um, whether it was really the, obviously the relationship that I thought it was or mm-hmm. it was something internal for me. But you you're so afraid you're so lonely feeling so lonely or Mm. or you know whatever that is that you just want that to stop so Mm -hmm. i have seen over and over again clients friends family just go out and i always say it's they'll just they have this space under their arm and they will insert anyone into that space without really looking at who they are Mm -hmm. and you just do yourself a disservice there because when you're with the wrong person your chances of finding the right person mm-hmm. are infinitely worse. And mm-hmm. even if you do, when you're with one person and you start something new with someone else, you're not really starting under the best you know, circumstances. Exactly. So. Exactly. And it goes back to the whole, the pressure from society and family, right? And it's making being single seem terrifying and shameful. And no one should ever feel like that, right? Like, you, yeah, like people need to just feel like, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate with all this pressure from outside because people just feel like they're less than or something if they're single. Like, this is, go live your life. Go travel. Go do all these amazing things. Like, not every, what people need to realize is that so many people that are in relationships, they're not even happy. I don't care if they're married or just dating or whatever. They're not even happy. So, like, what are we comparing? Like, the grass isn't always greener. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, they say unless it's AstroTurf, yeah. right? <laughs> you know? Unless it's so, fake. You know, so it's like people, they get in this idea in their head. Oh, you know, like marriage, we, everyone can see this for themselves. Marriage doesn't mean you get married to one person and you're just for the rest of your life, you're so happy and you're sailing off into the sunset. It's just, it's not like that. So people, it's all about changing the perspective of what really you feel like you're, you're missing out on. It's like, instead take all that energy and stuff and invest it in yourself and find ways to make yourself happy. Right. Because, yeah. And then in the meantime, until something, you know, and then what a lot of people notice, and I feel like it's not really till you hit like late thirties, forties, people don't feel as much, they feel more confident. And that's the confidence is what keeps you from just feeling you need to do all these things because everyone else is doing them, you know, or feeling like, Oh, you know, if I'm not attached then I'm not good enough. It's, it's just not true. But it's, it's it comes with age, you know. We're just from the time we're kids, we're told like you have to get married and have kids, and that's just the way it's going to play out. There's not all these other options, you know. <laughs> like right. No and one's I saying think that's yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because as an older person, I'm older than you are. I did. I wasn't aware that people are still telling people that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I would say yeah, definitely one of the small benefits that comes with age is an understanding that you know you are you are far better off alone mm-hmm. than uh, not single. alone single, <laughs> single. thank <laughs> you yes you are far better off single than yeah. you would be to be in a relationship that isn't working for you and i know that i've been there myself and i help people through that every day and i just have to say uh, some of my single friends mm-hmm. are among the happiest busiest most fulfilled people that i know yeah. Um, and you have all your time then to do whatever you want and invest it in yourself, you know, yeah. like go and follow your dreams and goals. And you know what, when you're feeling your very best, that's when you will attract the quality. That's when you will attract the other people that are like you when you're feeling your best and when you're not desperate or searching for it. Like I always say, like when you people are constantly thinking 24 seven, Oh my God, I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. 
It's like you're manifesting just, you're, it's just perpetuating the problem, right? When you're off living your life, looking happy and being carefree. And that's, that's also when you're out and you don't, when you just seem like you're good with yourself, that's when people will be attracted to you as well. And that's when you will meet a good match. But people yeah. don't really believe that until they experience it. So that's the, that's the challenge, right? Like I can tell people this all the time, but until they really experience it, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you were right, you know? You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like experience to tell yeah. us when it, the advice we received was correct. <laughs> well, I that's just, that's, I think this is such a fascinating conversation. I, I want to make sure, Trina, that people know how to get in touch with you because what we didn't mention at the beginning, at the top mm-hmm. of the show, you also do coaching and work with individuals who are going through relationship issues or who um, want to recover or get a breakup boost. So can you tell Mm -hmm. people how to get in touch with you and how to find the podcast? Sure. Everything is at, well, my social media, I have Facebook and Instagram at breakup boost. And then my website is breakupboost.com. And yes, I offer phone coaching and email coaching. Um, and the podcast breakup boost, you can find it on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can literally find a podcast. It's there. So <laughs> it's there and it's, it's great. I highly recommend people go listen. So I'll put all of that contact information in the show notes, of course. And Trina, thank you. This has been, I think this will be eye opening for a lot of my listeners, um, and, and give them something to think about as they perhaps go forth into the dating world. So thank Absolutely. you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy talking to you today. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.